Namaste and uh, welcome all the participants to Easy Ayurveda Gurukula episode uh, 40. So today we have uh, with us Dr. Saujane J. On behalf of all of us, Easy Ayurveda family and all the participants, my extended cordial welcome to Dr. Saujanya J. to Easy Ayurveda Gurukula episode 4. Namaste and uh, welcome to the episode uh, as a presenter, Dr. Sajinya. Namaste. You're on mute, uh, Dr. Sajinya. No, namaste, sir. Namaste. So I'll give a brief introduction, though she doesn't need introduction. She has been presenting uh, the series of uh, episodes for us uh, related to the topic uh, Vatavadi. So Dr. Sajinya J. So is has uh, done her post graduation in the uh, uh, Kai Chikitsa from ALN Ravayurveda Medical College uh, Koppa has done her MA in Sanskrit, is pursuing her uh, PhD and is also uh, serving as assistant professor in the department of Kai Chikitsa in mm -hmm. Ayurveda College uh, Bengaluru. So with this uh, short introduction and uh, she's also a good teacher, good orator, good physician, do, uh, very much keen into exploring the Samhitas and also a lot of research uh, activities has been felicitated with uh, uh, many uh, like uh, awards and uh, she has also presented plenty of papers and also articles so a lot more to add to her credit without wasting much time uh, dr saujanya j will be presenting to us on the topic an analytical interpretation of uh, gatavata so this will be part two of this particular topic since she has already presented an analytical uh, interpretation of uh, Gatavata. So one episode uh, has been completed. So the recording of which is available on YouTube, is here with the YouTube. So part two. So Dr. Sarjanya will be presenting it today. So without wasting any time, I would like to hand it over to Dr. Sarjanya for uh, today's presentation. Over to you, Dr. Sarjanya. Thank you, sir. I'll be sharing slide now. Sir, hope the slide is visible. Uh, yeah, the slide is visible. All clear, so you can carry it on, Dr. Sujan. Thank you. Yeah. So, good evening. Thank you, ACI Weather Platform and Raghuram, sir, for this continuous opportunities for me. Directly moving into my today's topic, an analytical interpretation of Gatavata, the part two. So, just to brief upon to the new uh, viewers who are, who are not there in my previous sessions. So, what exactly the Gatavata is? Gatavata or Sthana Vishesha Vatavyadi, that is the Vatavyadi based on sites of manifestation. So, how it really manifests? Due to Nidana Sevana, it is etiological factors which has already been discussed in my previous sessions. There will be Vata Prakopa, the Vata Dosha gets vitiated and affects the particular site of the body where there is Kavaigunya, that is the sites which are prone to get this is manifestation uh, in an entity or a functional entity called as Gatavata. So, regarding Ashaya Gatavata, this was my last presentation. Ekoshta Gatavata, Amashya Gatavata, Pakvashya Gatavata, Guda Gatavata, and Indriya Gatavata has been emphasized detailly. So, today I will be mainly speaking about Dhatu Gatavata and Upadhatu Gatavata. Here, Dhatu Gatavata mainly uh, means that vitiated Vata affecting particular tissues such as Tvakrakta, Mamsa, Medha, Asti, Majja and Shukradhatu whereas Upadhatu Gatavata are the ones which affects the Upadhatus that is sub-tissues of the body such as Sira Gatavata, Snayu Gatavata, Sandhi Gatavata and overall 
Sarvangagata Vata. So a brief introduction regarding Panchavata, that is types of Vata has been explained such as Pranavata, Udanavata, Vyanavata, Samanavata and Apanavata without which this basic introduction, the Gatavata will be a nightmare to understand. So basic understanding of this Panchavata plays a vital role in understanding the Gatavata. So moving into main uh, presentation of today's ones that is Dhatu Gatavata and Upadhatu Gatavata. The first one is Twaggata or Rasagata Vata. So what does this Twaggata or Rasagata Vata means? It means the vitiated Vata Dosha affects the blood plasma or lymph exhibiting features through the skin. So the signs and symptoms or Lakshana goes like Twagruksha Sputita Sukta Krishna Krishna Chatudyate Atanyate Saragascha Parvaruk Twaksate Anile. So based on many causative factors which has been explained, there will be vitiation of Vata Dosha and it mainly affects the Rasa Dhatu that is Thanasam Shratu Rasa which manifests or exhibits the symptoms by means of Twaja that is skin. So there will be dryness of the skin, there may be blisters, scaling, fissures, numbness, tingling sensation thinness, discoloration of the skin also causes pain along with the arrhythmia, stretch marks and leads to pain in smaller joints or pain in distal end of bone such as metacarpophalangeal joints. So how the skin uh, exhibits all this pain means always the rasa dhatu being a primarily dhatu cannot be exhibited anatomically but can be functionally outrepted by means of skin tissue. So based on this there will be signs and symptoms when the vata affects this rasa dhatu. So the chikitsa or the line of treatment which one has to be planned is sveda abhyanga avagahascha hridyam chanam tvagashrite. So one has to follow the Svedana, different kinds which has already been emphasized, certain types of Svedana and all. Abhyanga, the massaging therapy. Avagaha, where there is uh, immersion of a person in a medicated oil. Again, internal snehana, upanaha, mardana and lepana. Lepana is binding. So along with this, a prime importance has been given as Hridya Anna Sevana. As it has been explained that Rasadhatu is a tissue which is formed in Hridaya, that is Hridaya becomes a Mulasthana to form or Mulasthana is the basic place to form a Rasadhatu. That's why one has to protect this vital structure in order to maintain Rasa in its normal functionality. So uh, Chaka, Chakrapani Acharya still says that Chakarena Hridaya Annapanaha, even Dalhana also uh, opines the same. So which means for example, the rice with Matulunga Swarasa and ghee forms the Hridhyana Sevana. Also, another one best example which can be taken is pomegranate, that is Dadima, which is very good for Hridhya, which is very good for Rasadhatu, which is also good in uh, inhibiting the symptoms which is caused by Rasadhatu Vaigunyata. So this is about Tvaggata Vata. Moving into Raktagata Vata. So Rakta Dhatu will be vitiated here. Vitiated Vata affects the blood tissue and leads to signs and symptoms. Dr. Sojanya. Rujas Thivraha. Dr. Sojanya. Yes sir. Sorry, sorry for interruption. Uh, one of our participants requested to hide the uh, bottom panel. So like the side of stop sharing there is hide. So that, okay. so that they can see the entire slide. Sure, sure, sure. Now is it fine? Now it is visible. Thank you. 
ओके सर ओके सो कमिंग बैक टू द सेकंड धातु गता वाता दैट इज रक्त धातु सो हियर द विशिएटेड वाता अफेक्ट्स द ब्लड टिश्यू एंड एक्सिबिट्स द साइंस एंड सिम्टम्स सच एज रुजस तीव्राह ससंताप वैवर्ण्यम कृषता अरुचिहि गात्रे चारुंशी भुक्तस्य स्तंभः असृंगते अनिलेहे सो अगेन द पॉजिटिव फैक्टर्स कॉज विशिएशन ऑफ वाता दोष एंड इट लार्जर्स इन रक्त धातु हियर व्हिच लीड्स टू सीवियर पेन Rising temperature, various discoloration, emaciation, anorexia, specific kind of fractures such as scaly eruptions, vesicles, along with that, a special feature of rakta dhatu being vitiated is stiffness after consumption of meals, ulcer formation. numbness and faintness most of the symptoms are self explanatory, but few needs interpretation here. So why tevra roja when some blood tissue is affected why because usually the upadhatu of rakta has been emphasized as sira and kandara here sira and kandara are connective tissues which connects the one a uh, form of tissue with the another form of tissue it may be ligament it may be tendon it may be nerve and so on when this structures have been affected mainly where pain receptors will be there it leads to tevra ruja for example i had taken ligament tear as almost all of us experiences very severe pain and rakta dosha prakopa directly leads to santapa that is um, uh, rise in temperature or increase in temperature vaivarnya various discoloration because it imparts the colorness in our body and gatre charamshi that is emaciation whenever there is no proper nutrition by means of any tissue obviously one will end up with the emaciation so do, so the next one aruchi why this aruchi or uh, tastelessness comes under rakta dhatu so basically each and every constituent or tissue in our body is made up of pancha mahabhuta as all we know it is agni jala prithvi akasha and vayu whereas rakta dhatu is mainly predominant of jala mahabhuta when this gets vitiated there will be increase in this jala mahabhuta that is water constituent in this which causes agni mahabhuta kshaya leading to aruchi again so again one more interpretation can be rakta and pitta dosha already tridosha concept has been detailedly explained before access ashraya ashrayi bhava so one forms affinity towards the other because of which there will be chance of vidagdha jirna or aruchi kinds of symptoms where there is tastelessness indigestion burning sensation and so on and a special feature that is bhuktasya thambaha why when why we have to feel stiffness after consumption of meals why not when we are absolutely normal and when the meals is not associated at all because due qualitative hampermint of rakta dhatu here we have to always understand that when a vitiated dosha lodges in specific tissue there will be quantitative hampermint qualitative hampermint so maybe due to the qualitative hampermint the food which we take may not Uh, have a capacity to go inside properly and that assimilation cannot be properly done so this is the interpretation why these signs and symptoms manifest in raktagata vata so the treatment goes like shitaha pradeha raktasthe vireko raktamokshanam so always raktadatu is ushna we have to plan with opposite nature of the ट्रीटमेंट सो शीत प्रदेह और शीतले पद अप्लीकेशन ऑफ चंदना सारीवा मंजिष्टा एक्सेट्रा गोस लाइक दिस एंड रक्त मोक्षणा इज ब्लड लेटिंग थेरापी विच कॉसेस द लेटिंग आउट ऑफ विशिएटेड ब्लड एंड री वाइटलाइजेस द 
ರಕ್ತಧಾತು ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಬ್ಲಡ್ ಟಿಶ್ಯೂ ಇನ್ ದ ಬಾಡಿ ಅಗೇನ್ ಇಟ್ ಗೆಟ್ಸ್ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ದ ನಾರ್ಮಲೈಸ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಚರ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಅಬೌಟ್ ರಕ್ತಧಾತುಗತ ವಾತ ದನ್ ಮೂವಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ಮಾಂಸ ಧಾತುಗತ ವಾತ ಅಂಡ್ ಮೇಧೋ ಧಾತುಗತ ವಾತ ಅವರ್ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ಟೇಕ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಟು in a similar uh, shloka that is similar verse which says that the vitiated vata affecting muscle tissue or adipose or fat tissue so guruvangam tudyate atyartham danda mushti hatam tatha sarukshamitam atyartham mamsamedo gate anile again there will be vitiation of vata dosha sthana samsha that is uh, lodging of the vata dosha to either mamsa and medada to which leads to heaviness in the body naturally the ones the mamsa and medadhatu are having shrakshna guna snigdha guna and having affinity towards kapha dosha will causes heaviness severe pricking type of pain pain like how there is fist blow a sudden hit to a person painful and severe fatigue so why this mamsa medo gatavata has been explained together why not separately have an interpretation telling that acharya charaka explains this together based on ashtaya ashtayi bhava as i said similar affinity towards the kapha dosha and it has been explained in um, uh, samane api lakshane vividhashita pitiyokta vishishtaha dhatuh so there is a chapter in charaka samhita where he explains previously explaining this chikitsa sthana that is vividhashita pitiya adhyaya where he takes this two dhatus in a similar way so togetherly he'll explain the pradosha jalakshana that is vitiated symptoms of these things probably which has been emphasized by chakrapani acharya that again uh, due to similarity between these two dhatus these two have been explained in a together sense so what is that line of treatment which can be planned here it is sticky it is severe pain very heaviness will be there so we have to remove that affinity towards the mamsa and medo those uh, tissues so the chikitsa goes like vireko mamsa medasthe niruha shamananicha so virechana is a best line of treatment which can be adopted here niruha basti Uh, medicated enema therapy example eranda muladi niruha basti and medications that is shamana aushadi such as guggulu prayoga yogaraja guggulu here the guggulu is uh, comifora vitae or comifora mukul resin which have all the opposite qualities of the mamsa medo Uh, tissues that is which does lekhana which removes that stickiness which removes that heaviness which also relieves pain so the best line of treatment which can be adopted in mamsa medogata vata will be guggulu prayoga next moving into asthimajja gatavata again a similar explanation goes with acharya chakrapani and charaka telling that since it has been explained in previous chapters togetherly having affinity towards a specific dosha so the here also similar lakshanas have been explained similar signs and symptoms will be explained so asthadhatu gatavata vitiated vata affects the bone tissue whereas majja dhatu gatavata vitiated vata affecting the bone marrow tissue so the signs and symptoms goes ಭೇದೋ ಅಸ್ಥಿ ಪರ್ವಣಾಂ ಸಂಧಿಶೂಲಂ ಮಾಂಸ ಬಲಕ್ಷಯ ಅಸ್ವಪ್ನ ಸಂತತ ರುಕ್ಚ ಮಜ್ಜಾಸ್ಥಿ ಕುಪಿತೆ ಅನಿಲೆ ಸೊ ವಿಶೇಷಡ್ ವಾಜಸ್ ಅಸ್ಥಿ ಧಾತು ಅಂಡ್ ಮಜ್ಜಾ ಧಾತು ಲೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಬ್ರೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ಸ್ಪ್ಲಿಟಿಂಗ್ ಟೈಪ್ ಆಫ್ ಪೇನ್ ಇನ್ ಬೋನ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಲಾರ್ಜರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಸ್ಮಾಲರ್ ಜಾಯಿಂಟ್ಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ಕಂಟಿನ್ಯೂಸ್ ನೇಚರ್ ದರ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಲಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಮಸಲ್ ಸ್ಟ್ರೆಂತ್ ಆರ್ ದರ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಮಯೋಪತಿಸ್ ವೀಕ್ನೆಸ್ ಇನ್ಸೋಮಿಯಾ ಆರ್ sleep deprivation so the interpretation can be made why mamsakshaya in asthimajja 
ಧಾತುಗತ ವಿಕಾರ ವೈ ನಾಟ್ ಅನ್ ಮಾಂಸ ಧಾತುಗತ ವಿಕಾರ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ದ ನೇಚರ್ ಆಫ್ ಮಾಂಸ ಇಸ್ ಡೂಯಿಂಗ್ ಲೇಪನ ವಿಚ್ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ಸ್ ದ ಬೋನ್ ಟಿಶ್ಯೂ ಒನ್ಸ್ ವೆನ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಅಸ್ತಿ ದುಷ್ಟಿ ವೆನ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಪ್ರಾಬ್ಲಮ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಬೋನ್ ಟಿಶ್ಯೂ ಇಟ್ ಕಾಸಸ್ ದ ಮಾಂಸ ದುಷ್ಟಿ ಲೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಮಾಂಸಕ್ಷಯ ದಿಸ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ಇಂಟರ್ಪ್ರಿಟೆಡ್ ಆಸ್ ಮಾಂಸಕ್ಷಯ ಒನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಬೀಂಗ್ ಲಕ್ಷಣಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಅಸ್ತಿ ಮಜ್ಜಾಗತವಾತ ಬಟ್ ನಾಟ್ ಮಾಂಸ ಮೇಧೋಗತವಾತ ಆಸ್ ಬಲಕ್ಷಯ ಅಸ್ತಿ ಧಾತು ಇಸ್ ಆಟ್ರಿಬ್ಯೂಟೆಡ್ ಫಾರ್ ಧಾರಣ ಒನ್ ವಿತ್ ಸ್ಟೆಬಿಲೈಸಸ್ ಅವರ್ ಬಾಡಿ ಮಜ್ಜಾಧಾತು ಇಸ್ ಆಟ್ರಿಬ್ಯೂಟೆಡ್ ಫಾರ್ ಪೂರಣ ಕರ್ಮ ಒನ್ ವಿತ್ gives uh what to say strength to asthidhatu again so which maintains the strength of sharira so when this strength is hampered there will be obviously emaciation or loss of strength and asvapna as it has been explained there will be continuous severe pain once a person is in severe pain fatigue obviously he or she may not be sleep so disturb sleep due to continuous pain so here the pain is major attributed signs and symptoms such as breaking type of pain splitting type of pain which affects the bones and majja dhatu so chikitsa goes like bahya abhyantaratah snehaihi asthi majjagatam jayet so the major alignment here is snehana karma bahya snehana abhyantara snehana for example mahanarayana taila external application which is contributed to bahya that is external application of sneha dravyas whereas same nimbamrutadi eranda taila internally will be given to substantiate the pain it will relieve the pain mainly and also helps a person to get nourished back so here the main line of treatment is oleation therapy then moving into the last dhatu that is shukra dhatu here the initiated vata affects the entire reproductive system it may be male reproductive system or female reproductive system the signs and symptoms goes like kshipram munchati badhnati shukram garbham athapi va vikrutim janayechapi shukrastaha kupito anilaha so initiated vata gets lodged into the reproductive system so it may leads to early or premature ejaculation or retention of semen in male with same with the fetus and female various deformities of semen and various deformities of complete female reproductive tissue that is shukra and garbha it may be preterm or delayed labor miscarriage intrauterine death and so on so here specifically chakrapani acharya says that kshipram munchati badhnati itihi vyavaya kale kshipram munchati ya chiram dharayati तथा गर्भमामी क्षिप्रम मुंचायती या चिरम धारायती दट इज ड्यूरिंग इंटरकोर्स आइदर देर विल बी प्री मेच्योर एजैक्युलेशन और रिटेंशन ऑफ समिन एंड रिगार्डिंग फीटर्स देर विल बी प्रीटर्म लेबर मिसकैरिएज और पोस्टर्म लेबर एस आई एक्सप्लेन द पंचवाता हियर देर विल बी टिपिकली वाइगुण्यता ऑफ अपानवाता लीडिंग टू ऑल द साइंस एंड सिम्टम्स सो द फर्स्ट थिंग वॉट वी हैव टू थिंक इज अपानवाता करेक्शन शुड बी डन फॉलोड बाई अदर चिकित्सा सो विकृतिम ಜನಟಿಕಲ್ ಅಬ್ನಾರ್ಮಲಿಟಿ ಸೊ ಹೌ ದ 
um couple has to plan or how one can get rid of this the treatment goes on harsho annapanam shukrasthe bala shukra karam hitam vibaddha margam drishtvava shukram dadhyad virechanam virikta pratibhuktasya purvoktam karayet kriyam garbhe shushketu vatena balanam chapi shushyatam sita kashmarya madhukaihi hitam uthapane bhayaha so the major line of treatment here is harshana that is mano harshana stridvara harshana here harshana is psychological affinity which one should have towards each other partner so shukrakara annapana which increases the salmon or entire reproductive system such as shatavari kapikachu and balakara annapana which gives strength such as ashwagandha can be planned here and in case of marga by chance if there is destruction of this entire reproductive system or obstruction of these things first we have to clear the channel as there is simile that without clearing the channel which is having lot of dust in it if we just clean it Uh, like how we clean mirror from outside it is of no use first we have to clear the channel then we have to give strength to the channel then only it can give a complete fertile healthy baby so when there is obstructed pathway there is no ejaculation of semen at all then virechana karma plays a very important role virechana is purgation therapy so after proper samsarjana when a person is able to consume the food samsarjana krama is like we will start at uh, diet from lighter food to normal food so once that process has been completed then once the proper strength has been established as explained previously shukrakara annapana and prashana should be done in case of shukra itself is having some abnormalities such as azoospermia oligospermia and so on so shukra shonita shuddhyukta chikitsa should be planned again vrechana and basti such as uttara basti yoga basti course vaji karanoktam which has been explained for aphrodisiac should be done and mootra dosha chikitsoktam cha karyam so what has been explained for mootra that has to be adopted here what what to be adopted in case of garbhagata vata so here the prakubhata vata leads to shoshana that is emaciation of garbhashaya it again does shoshana of garbha that is fetus so the ones which give strength such as sita kashmarya madhuka siddha kshirapaka should be given in case of garbhagata vata so this is about dhatugata vata from twak rakta mamsa meda asthi majja and shukra next i will be moving into next topic that is upadhatu gata vata here mainly three upadhatus have been emphasized by our classics that is siragata vata snayugata vata and sandigata vata so siragata vata are the one where the vata dosha gets vitiated and affects the vessels majorly so the signs and symptoms attributes such as shariram mandarukshofam shushyate spandate tatha supta tanyo mahatyo va siravate siragate again the a uh, vitiated vata will get larges into siras leading into mild body ache mild swelling emaciation it may be emaciation of all over the body or emaciation of the affected vessels or constriction of the affected vessels excessive pulsations or loss or diminished pulsation constriction or dilatation so here suptata means nispandata there is no pulsations at all so why this mandaruja uh, as i said the rakta dhatu is having tivra ruja the sira being an upadhatu of rakta dhatu have mandaruja it may be interpreted as there will be excessive shita guna of the vata which gives to ruja 
but the siras have ushtata that is hotness in itself so because of that there will be less or mild aches rather than severe aches and also as due to inflammatory changes there will be pain then manda shofa again ushnata of sira causes less inflammation and there is a note telling that a verse which says what is siraha siraha iti saranat siraha means moving from one place to another it can be vessels interpretation may be nerve impulses also the cellular movements where we can give 100% substantiation to why pain occurs why the cellular movements get disturbed and leads to all these signs and symptoms so that line of treatment goes like sneha abhyanga upanahascha mardana lepanani cha tvang mamsa asrak sira prapte kuriya chastru vimokshanam snayu sandhi sira prapte sneha daho upanahanam so here again the pain swelling are the major issues which is leading here so snehana that is oleation therapy abhyanga different kinds of massages upanaha poultices mardana again a kind of massage lepana which is a uh therapy and raktamokshana bloodletting therapy should be adopted here and uh, mainly it is a upadhatu of rakta as i said even dalhanacharya opens the same that sira punaha astrajah upadhatu so similar line of treatment such as uh, raktamokshana should be adopted here and the major ones were uh, a better emphasization can be taken as agni karma why agni karma and siragatavata so what happens when we give sudden or electric cauterization there will be loss of pain receptors in that areas there will be sudden amalgamation of all the black bad tissues what we can see and it will be letting out of the body because of that the agni karma and raktamokshana have been given much much more important whenever there is severe pain in the body so next is snayugatavata the vitiated vata affecting connective tissue maybe ligaments tendons or nerve based on the word meaning of snayu the signs and symptoms goes like bahya abhyantara ayamaha khallim kubjatvam evacha sarvanga ekanga rogascha kuriyat snayugate anilaha snayu praptaha stambhakampaha shulam akshepanam tatha so here vitiated vata again gets lodges into snayu and causes different conditions such as bahya ayama abhyantara ayama khalli kubjatva sarvanga vata ekanga vata ghridrasi akshepaka these are all different conditions uh, which i'll be taking up individually in my further presentation and this snayu affects it leads to many many disorders as such and also it leads to signs and symptoms such as stiffness in affected part of the body tremors it may be involuntary movement or uh, a slight fasciculations then different kinds of pain so again the treatment protocol is same for all three upadhatus that is snayu sandhi siraprapte snehadahopa nahanam so moving into the last upadhatu and last gatavata that is among dhatu gata and upadhatu gatavata is sandhi gatavata so vitiated vata affects the skeletal systems especially the joints and signs and symptoms goes like vata purna drutisparshaha shothaha sandhi gate anile prasarana akunchana yoho pravrittischa savedanaha so here the vitiated vata gets lodges into joints and causes swelling on palpation the person feels as it is filled with the air that is vata and affected persons experiences 
pains mainly on various movements of joint for example if we take knee joint the major joint movement of knee joint is flexion and extension a person feels severe pain when he flex or extends a knee joint so again the treatment principle goes with the same that is sneha upanaha agni karma bandhana unmardhana nicha snayu sandhyasi samprapte kuriyad vayavava tandritaha so all three upadhatus mainly leads to majoritily the pain different kinds of pain in different aspects different tissues uh, different um, regions of the body and so the treatment principle goes in a similar way and the last gatavata is sarvanga gatavata which means vitiated vata affecting the entire body till now we had seen vashaya gata vata which affects the specific organ dhatu gata vata which affects the specific tissue upadhatu gata vata which affects the sub tissues and here is the major one which affects an entire body leading to signs and symptoms such as sarvanga kupite vate gatra sphurana bhanjane vedana bhi paritascha sphutanti vasya sandayaha so here different opinions for according to different classics has been taken because it is the major one which affects the entire body so the vitiated vata gets lodged into complete body or the sarva sharira leading to tingling sensations all over the body various kinds of pain such as breaking twitching pricking pulsating and especially the pain is much more appreciated in the joints and it affects hasta that is hands pada legs shiras head and it affects the dhatus also in the order that is rasa to shukra dhatu affects the whole body leading, leading to stiffness involuntary movements such as convulsions fasciculations numbness swelling pain all over the body and also one more explanation tells that there will be breaking type pricking type pulsating cutting type of different different kinds of pains stiffness different involuntary movements convulsions numbness and various pains during the movement of joints so the major treatment should be adopted here is sarvanga kupite abhyango ho bastayah sanuvasanah basti that is enema therapy is considered as artha chikitsa for vata dosha it is one more huge topic to discuss upon i can just say that the enema therapy is the one major therapy among all the therapies which has been emphasized for vitiated vata dosha so the majorly one has to follow the abhyanga massage therapy and different enema therapies and sushruta acharya specifically opines that there should be both bahya sneha by means of massage therapies and abhyantara sneha by means of basti prayoga and rakta mokshana is the one where dalhanacharya emphasizes because it is majorly pain so wherever there is severe pain there one can go for bloodletting therapy so i want to conclude this complete gatavata session taking a case study on janu sandhi gatavata here the vitiated vata lodges to the knee joint so i had experienced many cases of janasandhi gatavata where i'll be taking an example of one female patient which was recent in origin so a female subject aged 45 years who is not known case of either hypertension diabetes mellitus or any systemic illness with no history of surgery or trauma approached my opd with complaints of severe pain in right knee joint associated with swelling since 6 months she had underwent lot of analgesics nsaids diclofenac pregnant salon therapies even at last the orthopedicians had suggested her that um, she they couldn't give her any oral medicines or injections and they have to go for knee replacement surgery so to avoid that she had approached my opd after many 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 therapies which she had been underwent 
previously so there was no family history which was contributory in nature but occupational history was quite contributory because she was a teacher who stands for around 8 hours and climbs about two stories every day to reach her class general examination was absolutely intact her uh, cardiovascular system respiratory system central nervous system gastro intestine system integumentary and urogenital were intact so moving into the affected system that is musculoskeletal one the gate was antalgic arms and spine were intact joints of arms and spines were absolutely normal the left leg was intact and in even right leg the metatarsophalangeal joint ankle joint and hip joint were intact but the right knee joint on inspection there was swelling but there was no scars, deformity or ulcerations. On palpation, there was severe tenderness, crepitation, swelling. There was no increase in temperature. And the special test which we perform such as anterior droid test, posterior droid test, meniscal test, lesigue test, which gives us a different inference of either meniscal tear or ligament tear was intact. So it directly tells that it is not the ligament injury, it is not the meniscal injury, but it was a pure case of bone which has been or the joint which has been affected and x-ray showed reduction in the space and few osteophyte formations and her uh, CBC was absolutely normal her uh, vitamin D levels were little reduced and calcium levels were little reduced and Ashtasthana Pariksha were all Prakrita Agni was Madhyama so the treatment planned in hospital on an IPD basis was first day it was Sarvanga Dashamula Parisheka for one day then second day it was Sarvanga Abhyanga that is massage therapy with Mahanarayana Taila followed by Bashpasveda and Sadhya Varechana with Gandharva Hastadi Erenda Taila that is 80 ml plus 100 ml warm milk where the purgation was observed for 5 Vegas. The main interpretation for this Dashamula Parisheka is Sarvadaihika Amahara and Agnidipanartha. Then Abhyanga and uh, Sadhyavarechana to bring back the Vata which is dis dislodging, which is moving away from us pathway. So then third day onwards, Janu Upanaha, that is poultice therapy with Patrapindas Veda drugs and Nirgundi Taila for three days has been planned for uh, every day three hours. Then fourth day onwards, still discharged, there was Janu Basti with Dhanvantara Taila and Derenda Muladi Niruha Basti and Anuvasana with Mahanarayana Taila and uh, Panchatiktaka Gugulogruta has been planned. The observations were being completely reduced after Janu Upanaha and pain reduced by 60% after all treatment protocol. During follow-up, the Panchatiktaka Gugulogruta has been given 1 PSP in empty stomach in early morning, followed by warm water intake. Shirabala double stand capsule has been given 1 TID after food and Yogaraja Gugulu 2 TID after food. And strictly has told to continue the application of Dhanvantara Taila and to avoid all the regimens and dietary uh, once which causes the vata dosha prakopa. So first follow up there was 80% improvement was noted in signs and symptoms and the same orthopedic surgeon has told there was no need of knee replacement surgery at all. And second follow up I continue the same medicines with a little dose reduction of Yogaraja Gogolo to 1 TID and second follow up there was 90% improvement in signs and symptoms and quality of life. So this is about understanding the Gatavata and applicability of Gatavata in clinical scenario. So thank you. Well that was uh, indeed a good conclusion to uh, the Gatavata conditions which we were discussing uh, for the past two episodes like not continuous from uh, Dr. Saujanya. So part one and part two extensively covering uh, the Gatavata conditions which are very important uh, in our clinical practice, uh, why and how will come 
before we give some conclusive marks towards the end of our session. So that was uh, a very good presentation, very interesting one. After the Ashaya Gattavata, uh, which was totally uh, covered end to end, so we had a very good discussion in part one. So here comes the Dhatu Gata and Upadhatu Gata, Sarvanga Gata, and also a very interesting uh, case study, uh, Dr. Saujanya. Uh, so I really appreciate so the uh, like Gattavatas were presented with every uh, small detailing about what it may be, what are the classical uh, symptoms, how it is explained, so how to deal uh, with those things. Uh, coming to, uh, before going to the question box, so I'd uh, request our participants, if there are any questions, kindly uh, keep them posted. I can see a couple of questions there. We'll come back to that. Uh, see this, how important is it? Because we have concluded uh, this topic, very important topic, uh, Dr. Sarjanya. Uh, most of the Katavata conditions goes either unnoticed or uh, undiagnosed so we have like a typical known format of approach towards uh, these conditions isn't it enough like uh, so what is your uh, message to the youngsters who are working uh, on these uh, vata conditions to make a differential diagnosis and to get the gatavatas the avarnas into the picture to understand their uh, a clean and clear presentation so as to make uh, the treatment very precise in those uh, particular conditions. Uh, what, what do you tell? How important is uh, understanding of Gatavata? We will not touch the other Avarna part. So these are uh, some unexplored parts where uh, general, general tendency of the Ayurvedic practitioner uh, is quickly diagnose it as Vata Vadi or a Vata condition and uh, we know what we need to do and some known methods of uh, dealing with the Vata Vedi. So is it really important to go into the de depth of these uh, uh, conditions like Gatavata Avastha? How important it is from a, you being a clinical uh, person from your perspective and why do you think uh, the students of Ayurveda who come out and practice uh, should know about these conditions to be very successful in clinical practice, especially in managing the painful conditions? Uh, so, being a clinician, I really uh, make sure that all of us should go through the Gatavata concept because always we forget the functional abnormality what is going on nowadays. Most of times we merely concentrate on anatomical abnormalities, many investigations, many protocols which misleads us in many ways and uh, probably we may can give only 60 to 70 percent care to the patients. But if we know the concept of functional abnormalities such as Gatavata where we can go is still depth and we can give 100 percent to the patients and uh, in this present case as I said how an orthopedic physician himself said there was no need of knee replacement therapy can be brought only only by this depth knowledge what I really feel, sir. Okay, so that's a, a wonderful way of uh, presenting. So this, because uh, uh, you say your idea is just because they have been mentioned in the text, we should uh, read it for the examination purpose. That's what uh, any students of Ayurveda feel because this comes as a syllabus. Uh, and also there are some questions about Gatavata. Sandhi Gatavata is a famous examiner's question. It comes always, we should know how to manage that uh, from the examination point of view. Okay, so chalo, so we'll read them, we'll buy the slokas, we'll write the examination and uh, uh, forget it. So prob uh, probably your message uh, to 
the budding ayurveda doctors is it's not only important from the examination perspective but also if a clinician needs to find very good uh, success in clinical practice and to give very good results we need to analyze uh, these conditions try to identify it's also uh, a point of uh, like happiness isn't it uh, like pleasure dr sojanya so when we identify these conditions like uh, gatavata or uh, avarna conditions in the clinical practice uh, uh, so the student of ayurveda in middle of the age and uh, the duration of practice can feel have a wow factor that i have diagnosed this condition uh, in my clinical practice uh it's really glad and pleasure to diagnose such conditions sir and unfortunately i just want to put a note that even in syllabus uh, the gatavata even for exams it is least or uh, what to say um, very least importance given topic idel students will consider however only sandhi gatavata or asti majja gatavata will be asked will bite only those two stokas and will forget everything so that is how they approach towards gatavata and they'll always forget it even for exam uh, point of view that was really unfortunate to say but that is the true which is happening with now students we have to educate ourselves we have to educate them that it is not only a, a, a topic which should be neglected but we should be given primost importance because functional abnormalities plays a vital role correction of functionality plays a vital role especially at present scenario so it look it will be really pleasure to diagnose these conditions in clinical practice a teacher can definitely inspire the you also being a teacher a teacher can definitely inspire the students if can they, they can diagnose it in ops and ips this is the snayu gatavata this is uh, the rakta gatavata so this is how we are going to differentiate between rakta gatavata and vata rakta so when when the teacher explains so they will carry uh, those lessons to the clinical practice yes at the miniature level at the minute level going into the depth of the diagnosis we can not grossly uh, rank a particular given disorder as vata vyadi but in fact we can go into the depth and also derive some small small uh, uh, like explanations given in ayurveda try to find a different module of treatment for those things so as to get a very good clinical uh, uh, success so teachers play a very important role in the classroom and uh, in the bedside clinicals of course sir 100% agreed yes okay so we will uh, take a couple of questions here in the question box uh, uh, So yeah, Shilpa ji has a question to you, Dr. Sajanya. So does Vamana, as a part of Panchakarma, also help in removing Pitta dosha to some extent? So usually, when there is vitiation of either Pitta dosha or Vata dosha, we'll go with Vrechana rather than Vamana. Whereas when there is Kapha Taratama Bhava, that is Kapha when it is very at high, we'll clinically go for uh, Vamana therapy. So whatever I'll be practicing is whenever there is Pitta in. very high quantity will either go with vrechana not with vamana of course i'll agree that pittanta is a main feature of vamana even some sort of pitta will be eliminated out but the major therapy which will be adopted is vrechana okay so in uh, so the other part of the question may be like if there is high kapha conditions it's a common uh, thing that even from the first uh, vms the students learn vamana will be the principal so when kapha is high pitta is the principal when uh virachana will be the principal when pitta is high and vasti comes into the role when vata is high so this is what the students are taught right from the beginning 
so going uh, like into uh, deep exploration the other part of the question may be we find high pitta uh, conditions so can we uh, think about uh, vamana or ubayataha shodhana are there conditions where we might need vamana more than a virechana in uh, the pitta disorders uh, probably when there is high nature of pitta or inflammatory changes, virechana will be a better option. And when there is less pitta and more kapha, vamana will be a better option, what I feel, sir. I think uh, that's a very crisp and uh, good uh, answer. I think uh, Shilpaji's question has been answered here. Kalpanaji has a question. What does Parisheka uh, do in this case? Parisheka in terms of Gatavata, I feel. Okay, so regarding case Dashamula Parisheka, it is uh, pouring a medicated Dashamula Kwata on the body. So it is a preparatory phase of a person which does Agnidipana and Amahara. So always a Vatavyadi, when we start Brumhana or Balya treatment, we should be very careful in doing one Rukshana to avoid many, many, many further complications. So always I'll go with one Rukshana followed by Brumhana or uh, Balya line of treatment. Okay, so that's uh, well said. So you also discussed a very good uh, case here, uh, Dr. Sojanya. So here uh, was a patient who stands for, is a teacher, I suppose, standing for almost eight hours and climbing two stories. Uh, seeing from the other perspective, so this uh, this patient of yours had developed uh, uh, Sandhigatavata. So that's the case you discussed. Seeing from the other perspective, uh, one may see it as a positive note that standing for so much so many hours so maybe like ati yoga so like climbing so many steps and uh, two stories covering two stories and reaching right to the top of uh, the building or the classroom might look as a good exercise rather than nidana uh, so if, if it is done in a proper uh, way or proper time it may be exercise but daily climbing two stories standing for eight hours always being a prolonged excessive always i say whenever it is prolonged or excessive it is harm if it is okay moderate then it is exercise so here it is prolonged it was excessive so it acted as a causative factor rather than healthy ones the uh, the ati factor plays a role here uh, uh, this question was because uh, now nowadays exercise is really important. Uh, Vyayama, Ayurveda has emphasized where it needs to be. Again, ati when we uh, put as a prefix for Vyayama, it may it may it will definitely lead to vatatokupa. And also seeing the age of uh, the patient, uh, we can consider so that might have played a very important role. Exercise has become a very big obsession nowadays. Uh, uh, like I have to do this. There are fixed protocols. It's not wrong. How, how does a person uh, who is prone to or suffering from a Vata Vyadi fix? Because uh, it is a Vata Vyadi, it is a Gata Vata or a Vata or a Havana, whatever, wherever it is there, the painful condition. One doctor tells you need to exercise a lot, you need to move around. Another doctor tells take rest. Uh, how does a person who is prone to or already suffering from uh, a Vata Vyadi or Gata Vata conditions uh, measure? So like how? How much is good? How much is bad? Is exercise really good or bad to me? So is, is it also dependent on the prakriti of the individual or at that, that particular point, uh, vikruti uh, we need to consider or many other uh, like pariksha vidis we need to uh, do and finally come to some calculations. Is it 
bottom line is is it uh, like can we generalize it or uh, can we customize it uh, better to customize rather than generalizing it because the constituent of one person differs from other the chronicity of a disease will be very different at different age so generalizing this exercises should be done um, is not that good what i feel rather than that customizing to a person will be better sir okay so that's uh, that's a really a good stance so good answer there uh, thank you dr sojanya so again going back to the question box uh, as we continue the discussion uh, sandy ji asks ma'am in uh, the case study may uh, kindly request our participants to uh, mute your uh, microphones and when i mute the microphone please don't uh, if you want to speak to dr sojanya kindly switch on your microphone otherwise let it be off thank you uh, ma'am in the case study sadhya virachana was given it should be given in the early morning in empty stomach that is a question should it be given and to follow patya till vegas are completely stopped in sadhya virachana should sadhya virachana be given early in the morning on the empty stomach number 1 should we look at the vegas when we give the sadhya virachana part 2 of the question Uh, yes usually sadhya virachana is practiced early morning not too early like 6:30 or something in a pittakala by 8:30 or 9 o'clock and after observing the vegas once the vega has completely stopped and a person feels appetite then we will give ganje to them that is lighter food then followed by next sort of food on the next day ganje rice rasam and khichdi is whatever we will plan based on the constituent of a person okay so since you mentioned ganji and also the uh, light uh, foods again we are speaking about the laguguna of uh, the ahara uh, how do we look at this uh, uh, lighter foods in in the light of uh, vata vadis or the kata vata conditions when we feel that the lighter the food so it may uh, like so how how does uh, that particular part come into the role light foods and vata vadi uh, usually when we, uh, when we go for uh, any process such as virachana or vamana the digestive capacity of the person will be little low comparatively to before so always we start with the lighter diet with but which is rich in carbohydrates that will gives energy that will regain the dietary i mean digestive fire and also brings back the dosha to normalcy so that is why we plan the lighter ones first and then the normal ones okay accepted that 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 uh, format follows after giving a vamana or a virachana in these cases uh, my question my point of question was uh, when we are looking at vata vyadi or a gata vata condition uh, it, there the lagu ahara so what would be the dietetic uh, protocol there like prescription is, it, is should the food be lagu or guru in the context of uh, vata uh it may be laghu but snigda it, it should not be too guru or abhishyandi for example we can use uh, normal rice with ghee that will be even laghu that will be even very good for vata so such kinds of food should be planned rather than uh, which is very heavy to digest such as dadhi or something else hmm. okay so uh what see for a clinician or uh, the students of ayurveda coming out and practice so they may have a question should we should we look at the status of ama and agni also while dealing uh, the vata vadi or the gata vata conditions 
Hundred percent, sir. Any disease, we have to look for agni and ama first, and we have to assess whether a person is in ama vastha or nirama vastha. Because entire treatment protocols changes based on this, so one has to always emphasize on this. Then only the treatment protocol should be started. Thank you, sir. And uh, yeah, Sandeepji has yet uh, another question. So, like, uh, how upanaha is done? Can you brief out, please? I feel in the Katavata. This is pertaining to Katavata itself. So here, Upanaha is a medicated poultice. We will select a specific medicated drugs and make it into a poultice. Apply on an affected region, and there will be a bandhana. That is, bandaging will be done either for three hours, six hours, or twelve hours, based on the condition of the patient and clinician decisions. So that is Upanaha. Thank you there, uh, Dr. Sarjanya. So, Pradhna ji has a question, I suppose. Thank you, Dr. Uh, wonderful presentation. Uh, like with some uh, like uh, good compliments coming your way and good appreciation, uh, Dr. Sarjanya. Thanks for all those who have written good words, uh, good words for uh, Dr. Sarjanya and her presentation. So maybe uh, we'll not be able to read all those uh, comments, but thanks to everyone who has posted here. Was Ama Pachana and Deepana herbs and Sneha Snehana uh, had no significance in this case. So, like the question is, was Amapachana and Deepana herbs and Snehana did they have any significance in this case or not? I of think it's course. a case study. Case study. Yes, yes. Of course, they have a significance because first treatment which I had adopted is Dashamula Parisheka for Ama Harana and Agni Deepana, and both internally and uh, external therapies consist of complete Snehana Dravya such as PTG Ashwagandha and even the Janu Upanaha with Snehana Dravya. So obviously, the Sneha plays a vital role in the present case study. Thank you. There, uh, so Dr. Mas here, also with knowledge, uh, knowing what. How and why? It can serve as a reference point both in uh, terms of initiation and healing process of progressive changes. A super marker. So I think if it's a suggestion, thank you, Dr. Mas. So we'll come to Vinaya Sandras. Ji has a question. Can you give me a book that has Gatavata topic, please? <laughs> I'll tell Charaka. Charaka Samhita. <laughs> okay. So Vinayaji, so Charaka, like we're not uh, like voting for Charaka. So uh, Gatavata can be explained. You can go to Madhavanidana, so everywhere. But Gatavata uh, explanation, so where you would relish the explanation and also see through its treatments and get an idea of how to deal with these conditions. Charaka Samhita will be the best. Always go to the basics. Thank you, sir. Kalpanaji. Uh, uh, has a question will there be recurrence also do you suggest anything to maintain ongoing health or balance probably it is related to the case itself will there be recurrence so if uh, she follows a proper diet regimen which has been explained and uh, continuous balya and brumhana therapy of course there will be no recurrence hundred percent but if any follow-up has been missed i can't say if any diet has been missed chances are there so protocol if it is not followed properly in any disease obviously the chances of recurrence will be at most high so if everything has been followed obviously there will be no recurrence at all thank you sir uh, also do, do you suggest anything to maintain ongoing health or balance once the balance is established 
uh, we have given good cure. So what will be your suggestions? Probably it may be related to the diet and uh, lifestyle uh, advices. Uh, better to adopt uh, consumption of ghee at least in afternoons with the food, either ghee or butter. That will be adopting of snigdha aharas, which will still avoid or uh, progression of the disease, or it may be also help in any case of vatavyadi. That can be one thing which I can emphasize regarding the case right now. But uh, generalized vatavyadi diet as such is not been still emphasized. It always depends on case, chronicity of the disease, and individualistic. Thank you, sir. Dr. Sojanya, uh, Mani, Mani Zia, if I'm uh, spelling it right, if I'm spelling it wrong, uh, pardon me. Uh, there is a question which I have noted down uh, amongst the few questions to bring it at the end of the session, if time permits. So this matches with the same question. How to differentiate between Vata Rakta and Rakta Gata Vata? So I to have this, uh, thank you, Mani Zia Ji. So I to have this question noted. What is the difference between Vata Rakta and Rakta Gata Vata? There is a, a general confusion. And what is the necessity of explaining the Rakta Gata Vata after there is a big elaborate chapter of uh, Vata Rakta, if, if we are speaking about uh, Charaka himself, like in Charaka Samhita? Uh, so I'll give an example to differentiate between Vata Rakta and uh, Rakta Gata Vata. If a car is standing in its normal place, which has been parked in normal parking zone, but a truck comes and hit it, that is Rakta Gata Vata. When there is huge traffic, a bike is also coming in the wrong direction, truck is also coming in the wrong direction, both get hits, it is Vata Rakta. So it is very easy to differentiate the Rakta Gata Vata and Vata Rakta based on this simile I can feel. Oh, that's very good metaphors, very good uh, examples to understand uh, Vata Rakta and uh, Rakta Gata Vata. So uh, an extended question, uh, Dr. Sojanya, see, because Vata and Rakta both, we know that they're totally different entities. See, Charaka's description itself uh, explains that Vata Rakta has been given an entire chapter, Vata Shonita chapter for the description. And uh, Rakta Gata Vata comes as a part and parcel of a Vata Vadi. So that's very clear. But the doubt is uh, because of these two components together. So like Vata Rakta and uh, Rakta Gata Vata. Vata and Rakta being uh, uh, involved uh, therein. Can, can we swap treatments? Like the treatment of Vata Rakta can be, can be applicable to Rakta Gata Vata and Rakta Gata Vata's treatment can be applicable to Vata Rakta. Can we swap treatments? Any any treatments, external, internal, something common between them? Rakta Mokshana is the only one therapy which has been similarly explained in both Rakta Gata Vata and Vata Rakta. But all the other external applications or uh, mode of therapies goes in a different way. Why? Because Rakta Mokshana it is good for like letting the vitiated vata out in case of rakta gata vata in case of vata rakta letting out both the vitiated doshas that is vata and rakta can be a very superficial theory which can be established right now but if we goes on still deeper how the bloodletting therapy happens what are the mechanisms how the interleukins act there how tnf alpha comes there then the discussion will be very better and it may take lot of time to come up that theory upon here so Probably we can relay the Rakta Mokshana will be a similar treatment which can be adopted right now. I suppose we can have a future session with Dr. Saujanya on the differentiation between uh, certain <laughs> uh, conditions from Vata Vadi and uh, Vata Rakta as well. We also have a condition called as uh, Rakta Vruta Vata 
so which again falls into this particular uh, category. So little going, probably, little, little going out of syllabus. <laughs> uh, it's okay, sir. But when I, I'll be taking the Avarana concept again in uh, further uh, uh, topics or further talks, I'll be emphasizing that. I'll take back the question again there and I'll surely speak upon that. Once I'm, after explaining what is Rakta Vrtavata. I asked the question, but I absolutely knew your answer. <laughs> uh, so because uh, you're presenting on the water conditions so let the surprise be there the suspense element be there so those things will be unraveled so as we discuss the avarna uh, thank you there uh, dr sojane yes, uh, this rakta mokshana uh, is uh, one important thing which intervention which can be applied in both these conditions that's what so dr sojane opened uh, it is one of the conditions vata shonita where uh, uh, master charaka emphasized on Rakta Mokshana. I don't think he has touched upon so much of Rakta Mokshana in any other chapters uh, in comparison to Vatashonita, Dr. Sojani. <laughs> oh, he gives an entire 25 line shloka regarding Rakta Mokshana yes. in Vatashonita Adhyaya. Not and even begins, begins with that. He speaks about it. Mm. <laughs> so, of course, yes, sir. Okay. So, probably uh, was Charaka somewhere missing that uh, he uh, like the surgeon instinct inside him? Probably not, uh, because <laughs> <laughs> always the chap in Charaka Samhita or any Samhita, it will be interlinked. The Sutra Sthana chapter will be linked to Chikitsa Sthana, Chikitsa Sthana to Vimana Sthana. Probably it is the way of understanding of Samhita differs. So probably not. <laughs> Uh, thank you there, Dr. Sarjana. See, uh, many people inspire us uh, in the way. So uh, last week, I suppose, uh, we had a presentation from uh, Dr. Ashwin. So on so many uh, surgical cases, I being a very hardcore follower of uh, Kai Chikitsa, so I feel very proud to be a Kai Chikitsa. But after uh, uh, seeing his explanation, the approach of Shasti Upakrama, how he uh, has adapted in different tough uh, uh, conditions, surgical conditions, especially the pilonidal sinus and other conditions. Uh, somewhere, uh, somewhere I felt hmm, I, I, sh I, sh I should have known these things. I should have learned these things. The surgeon instinct from uh, inside came out uh, somewhere. So the appreciation goes in that way. So yeah, all Ashtanga Ayurveda, again, with due respect to each and every science, some, somewhere at some particular point, we feel uh, this is this is one thing which we should have known better. So that's the thirst and hunger for uh, the knowledge and what we learn from the person who is presenting and who is doing ex exemplary work uh, in, spite in, in spite of whoever that person may be. Respects always uh, to the knowledge and how they apply the Ayurveda knowledge in uh, today's date uh, to deal uh, these conditions. Uh, thank you there, uh, Dr. Sojanya. So and then uh, Vinayaji has a question. Uh, I have a client who was unable to sleep. So probably this is a short uh, uh, case study, uh, it looks like. I have a client who was unable to sleep with tingling sensations. After adding ashwagandha, she is sleeping, but uh, has eye pain now in the menopausal stage. Any comments on this? Uh, please go for... Uh... Panchakarma therapies and Abhyanga, only the oral medicines may not be helpful in premenopausal or postmenopausal phase. Probably give them an external therapy with Sutan's psychological assurance along with the Shodhana therapist, then probably your client will be very happy and the condition also will be very easily tackled. Uh, 
okay thank you there that uh, uh, like is a crisp and uh, precise answer for uh, uh, vinaj's question i think it's been answered uh, then in all how long was the hospital admission and uh, time to be on medicines post discharge probably jayraguji's question is related to your uh, case presentation how long was the hospital admission it was and uh, time to be on medicines post discharge how uh, like uh, post op so once you have discharged the patient how long did you advise the medicines to be taken so it was uh, 10 days of ipd administration follow up for one month initially that first follow up and second follow up was uh, again one month so every month the patient is coming now probably i am eagerly waiting for her for third follow up to add one more follow up to my case <laughs> well said thank you uh sandhi ji's uh, question after after prasava usually vata dosha will be aggravated can panchakarma be done in this uh, case after after uh, prasuti or sutika kala uh, when is the right time to plan for uh, panchakarma like uh, basti sorry not at all my topic of view and i'm um, totally out of that phase so you have to ask some expert who are really good uh, in prasava avastha who take care regarding prasuti tantra and sri roga tagnyas thank you so that's a straight forward uh, uh, reply so that 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 uh, that should be the way uh, like uh, we take up the questions so it's if it's not my field it's not my field uh, sandeep ji sorry for that uh, so we will carry on this we'll copy this question to some other session definitely your question will be answered kindly bring it uh, to our notice once again this particular question definitely will be answered when we have the expert so we'll copy it and uh, once we have the subject expert on uh, uh, in the presenting uh, presenting uh, stage so we'll bring back this question or kindly remind us with this question once uh, we are dealing with some prasut uh, like prasuti or astri roga thank you sir uh, krishna prasad ji asks where to consult uh, the doctor for uh, vata issues any ayurveda doctor in and around you sir so you can readily go and consult ayurvedic doctors uh, uh, definitely any hospital any clinic where there is ayurveda doctors they'll be knowing uh, how to deal with the vata issues you can also contact easy ayurveda uh, through our uh, website so doctors are there to help you out uh, thank you for that uh, question so i wish uh, you find a doctor who can uh, solve your problems kalpana ji's uh, question sorry what i meant in this case uh, the imbalance is because of occupation which is unavoidable Uh, was that a question or uh, what uh, kalpana ji in this case the imbalance is because of uh, occupation which is unavoidable there is no question mark uh, was it because of the occupation teacher occupation obviously contributes to the present scenario yeah, we, we, but that we is not the main positive factor mm -hmm. would you suggest her to the protocol once in a, a two years to maintain the balance or would you keep it even shorter Uh, I had suggested her yearly once, sir. Yearly once. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Kalpana ji, Chalauka Raktamokshana is not legal in US. Uh, in that case, can donating blood be suggested to client? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Nice question. Uh, probably I don't know the rules and regulations of US. What is going on? But uh, donating blood obviously doesn't cause that much effect of bloodletting therapy. It is totally a different therapy than donation. So probably that result won't be achieved just by donation of blood. What I really feels. 
thank you there dr sarjanya so uh, kalpana ji so probably raktamokshana and uh, uh, <laughs> jaloka and also the blood uh, blood donation so i think we'll keep them apart so but you have given a good question for us to ponder upon uh, we'll definitely think over uh, so where we can try to sync those uh, con concepts and get back to you thank you there uh, yeah vinay ji thank you okay so a wonderful presentation thank you and discussions thank to all we are taught in the us to consider blood donation for pitta uh, issues okay there oh, we are we taught in the us okay arts there will be arts is a totally different uh, curriculum uh, so we teach what is in the shastra maybe we ha we haven't uh, taught our students to a blood donation is a good one it's a, not only a noble act so it said that uh, the blood rejuvenates by itself and lot of benefits are there with uh, uh, the blood donation okay this i think since the questions related to the blood donation and rectomotion are coming up i think it's high time to work on those topics and uh, try to mix and match them and see uh, so how these topics can be brought together probably these are the questions for at another session of us so we'll try to explore on these uh, topics thanks for giving us those wonderful questions uh since it's time up so pragnaji it is okay kalpana ji yes i wanted to get understanding from classical perception about uh, raktamokshana so we also have experts uh, who are uh, doing a lot of raktamokshana in their clinical practice one of the best uh, methods but uh, you need lot of expertise ex lot of expertise in doing uh, raktamokshana so definitely so we'll try to talk about these topics uh, in the future sessions so that's how i think all about uh, the questions in the question box uh, thanks for all those questions and uh, thanks to dr saujanya for uh, replying all those questions uh, in the best possible way uh, and also the precise uh, answers okay so uh, thanks to all the participants uh, wonderful participants as i've been telling for being here you it's you people who make these sessions uh, really meaningful and uh, thoughtful and we discuss a lot of uh, uh, topics so we share a lot of knowledge here so we have experts expert talks not only that so we have very active participants who are coming up with wonderful questions giving us uh, a lot of thought process to ponder upon for future uh, sessions as well thanks for your wonderful participation for being here and uh, giving a high value to these uh, sessions on behalf of all our participants and also easy ayurveda and uh, personally myself i would like to thank uh, dr uh, saujanya so not for the first time for uh, repeatedly coming on our platform and presenting wonderful topics in a series uh, one after the other so hopefully uh, we'll have uh, more wonderful sessions on uh, different perspectives of vata vadi from dr saujanya even in future so with that note uh, a uh, thanks a big thanks from all of us to dr sarjanya thank you thank dr. you sir thank you so much sir thank you so uh, again uh, we'll be having guru boda as usual on uh, sunday with uh, dr janardan v hebbar sir and uh, dr guru raj sir so we'll catch up on sunday at uh, 7 pm as usual next wednesday we'll be having at another resource speaker on gurukula platform episode number 41 speaking about uh, at another important topic so all of us will assemble once again on next wednesday at 7 pm uh, to discuss about uh, at another wonderful topic with uh, uh, a new uh, resource uh, speaker so until we meet uh, the next wednesday so a big thanks to all of you and lots of love from easy ayurveda namaste